Hello and welcome to my daughter's gap year and other adventure podcast, Learning English Through Stories with me, Rachel. This podcast accompanies my blog, which I started when my daughter travelled to Australia on a gap year. I enjoyed writing the blog so much that I continued it after she returned with other stories. I'm an online English teacher and have included vocab and grammar points at the end of the posts on my blog. This podcast is coming to you from my home in Bath, England, UK. So grab a cup of tea, a notepad and pen and follow along on the WordPress blog if you are learning English or sit back and listen. Thanks for, for joining me. This episode is called So I Got a Tattoo. Settling back into the hipster community in Kangoo, Pat's original travelling companion, Matt, joined them at the Jungle House Hotel. Pat and Matt had been travelling since October through Nepal, Vietnam and Thailand. With another skater lad to hang out with and watch, Jessie thought it was time to make some girlfriends. Plucking up courage, she made a few failed attempts and didn't bond with anyone. Making new girlfriends at this point in her travelling experience was extremely difficult. The three travellers moved on to Kangoo Castle, which Jessie thought was the best hostel they had stayed in so far. Persevering with her attempts at making friends finally paid off. She's 22, so not a lot older than me compared to everyone else. Jessie's new German friend was travelling alone and was a good tonic. An American followed and a couple of Portuguese girls soon after too. So while the lads were skating, Jessie and her new friends had a good few days of bonding, chilling, exploring and shopping. On the Sunday, they went to Old Man's Sunday Market. I am glad my daughter loves food. I'm not surprised one of her favourite places to eat was Ithaca Kangoo. As someone who has suffered from hunger since she was little, this menu should should refuel any foodie. For less than three pounds, healthy portions of gado gado, peanut sauce with veggies and rice, or nasi goreng, with sambal sauce or pad thai, etc, etc, can be devoured. Western fusion food is also on the menu. The kangoo combo, veggies, eggplant, balls, tapas, omelette, rice fritters, and samba sauce. They even serve tapas or build your own sandwiches. Yummy. Jessie also loved the local Balinese warangs, and even though she had become veggie, like Schmerger at Barrowa's Kitchen, she's also a bit of an avocado fan. 15 days into her trip, I was still missing her very much. I'm not sure why people become tearful when they are happy to see someone they miss, but I felt relieved and happy and sad all at the same time, and during a video call, must have come across as a wounded animal. So my Gen Z, my Gen Z child sends me a lovely, comforting "don't cry" message, then hits me with, "So I got a tattoo. Don't shoot me. What do you think?" Followed shortly by a cheeky message of photos. Here's some pics if you miss my face. Like the yoga classes in Ubud, Jessie had been researching where to get a tattoo done. La Femme Tattoo House does have an impressive Instagram account. And a day after her second rabies injection, my daughter, the first person in my family to get a tattoo, entered La Femme Tattoo House in Badung. 
and let a talented tattoo artist inscribe in ink in her arm with dainty five lines. Pat's and, mom, and Matt's mum later found out that their boys had been inked in Thailand and they were also left temporarily speechless. I had given Jess a pashmina before she left the UK to wear in temples. This, she told me, is perfect for keeping the sun off a new tattoo. The final days in Bali started to become entangled with all the Australian travel and work plans. Instead of going back to Ubud, they stayed on at Kangu Castle for a few more days, soaking up pretty poison vibes and being sociable. La Laguna was a perfect place for hipster Somerset types who are accustomed to bunting and wagons. Then they moved in convoy on scooters and in a gojek to Al Uwata in the south of Bali. This would make it easier for the airport. The three buddies stayed at the Karma Backpacker Hostel and relaxed on Padang Padang Beach. Jessie's favourite place to eat was Single Fin, a bar, stroke cafe, stroke restaurant, stroke shop, overlooking a surface spiritual home, the Indian Ocean. Set above the Warangs along the Solyuban beach and below the Blue Point Hotel and Spa. Cocktails on the balcony and a dip in the pool. Don't catch me drinking my daikiri. Here you can have AC berries and revolver coffee for breakfast in the Nula Bowl Shack, Aluwata. Burgers and coconut pudding in the restaurant for lunch. Tapas for dinner and late night cocktails and music on Thursdays and Sundays. Jessie said the cocktails were around five pounds. Being dancers, skaters, gymnasts and adventurers, they had to see the Kekak fire dance at the open air amphitheater on the cliff top by the temple. With the sun setting into the Indian Ocean as the backdrop to this great Hindu epic story, it must have been rather impressive. They missed the performance in Ubud, which featured an all-female cast. This one was all male. Jessie, still wearing her pashmina, was perfectly dressed for the performance. The lads were given beautiful purple sarongs to tie around their waists that covered their legs. Jessie found it amusing that everyone used their story sheets that explained the performance as fans to waft away the heat. This was a good end to her trip on the island of Bali. The only problem now was being on her own in Australia and missing Pat. She goes off to Australia now, so we'll find out what happens in the next episode. Thanks for joining me.